danger. It's danger. Everybody come to the breakfast club. I call this the hot seat. <laughs> You're wild. You're wild. Can I live? You are out of control. I can't even deal with you. Y'all are so petty. Why are y'all so petty? most dangerous morning show, DJ Envy. Captain of this bitch. Angela Yee. I stay in everybody's business, but in a good way. Charlemagne the God. The ruler rubbing you the wrong way. The Breakfast Club. Made for everybody. Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 yo. Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Monday. Yes, it's Monday. Back to the work week. I'm in Milwaukee. Shout out to V100.7 Jams for Hip Hop and R&B. That is the first station to syndicate The Breakfast Club. Dropping and I'm broadcasting from Milwaukee, man. V100.7. I love V100.7. Salute to Bailey. Salute to Reggie. Yeah, shout out to Bailey. Bailey had to get up early to let me in, so shout out to uh, Bailey. And, <laughs> Poor Bailey. Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm broadcasting. I was in Hampton University all weekend. It was my school's uh, homecoming, so I was there for that. So shout out to Pepsi, shout out to Nissan. And all the alum and all the students that went to Hampton University had a great time over the weekend seeing some old faces. So How you end up in everybody. Milwaukee? Because, uh, you know, today is a holiday. so Happy thought, National Indigenous People Day. Dropping the cruise right. bombs for all my indigenous people. Mm-hmm. So okay. I thought we were off. So I planned a trip to Milwaukee thinking that we were off, but we had work. So. We've never had this day off. I didn't know. The kids were 11 off. years. Banks are closed. <laughs> Nobody going to work today. I thought that it was a federal, it's a federal holiday. I thought we had off. Now, Charlamagne, you had a big weekend. Uh, yes, I was at the, uh, I did my mental welfare expo yesterday um, at the Marriott Marquis Times Square in New York City. Uh, from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. and it was, it was a blessing, man. It was just a divine event. We laughed, we cried, but most importantly, we learned because it was a day of mental health, you know, and and healing education, man. So salute to everybody who came out to get those resources and meet all of those amazing, incredible people. So many people, yep. I can't thank everybody right now, but definitely uh, off the top, salute to Dr. Alfie Breland Noble. Um, you know, the Mental Wealth Alliance, salute to iHeartRadio, Amanda and Joe and Coach Thea. And it's just a lot of different people to name. So I will eventually, but all right. I couldn't, couldn't do it all. Right all right. Now. Well, so. happy Monday, everybody. Happy Monday. I just got a, um, you know, when you get to the work and you get a nice package in the mail. What you got? I got these Philip Ashley chocolates. It's like a black owned chocolate company. But what's interesting is I met him at this NAACP event. Who is and- Philip and why is he ashy? Ashley. Oh, Ashley. He has, first of all, he did these Issa Rae chocolates, so I ordered some. Okay. They were like a limited edition Issa chocolate. But he he told me their number one flavor is French blue cheese chocolate. White chocolate paired with fresh cow's milk blue cheese. And that's their most requested one. I know, it doesn't. That don't don't sound appealing. But (laughs) he said. I would try it. Blue cheese. He said it's really good. And then, look, they have a Thai curry cashew one. Thai curry cashew. They have like regular flavors too, but they're known for doing these like different mixes. They have a um, roasted sweet potatoes one. Listen, I'm the type of person I say don't knock until you try it, but that don't make me want to try no. it. Blue cheese and chocolate. That's they say said it's their Thai number cur- one most requested chocolate. Maybe it's good. Huh? Jerk chicken mm. chocolate. Nah, I don't know about all that. Jerk chicken chocolate might be kind of fun. <laughs> they have a I just don't like blue cheese. No, I just don't. I'm not a blue cheese I'm not person. a blue, but I don't they, know. They, they, they have a Caribbean hot sauce one. That's what I'm, see, I might Scotch try Scotch bonnet, mango, and pineapple. If it was ranch dressing chocolate, I might try that. You know what I mean? I'm just not a blue cheese type of guy. My goodness. All right, well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about, Yeezy? Um, well, there's a lot to talk about when it comes to sports, but I know you guys were watching the uh, Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder fight, so we'll Great talk about fight. that. 
amazing right. fight. Yeah, they said football was canceled this weekend. So football there was, no was fo- not canceled. Right. All you, you, you see it. Are you there? Are you there, Cowboys? It's me, Super oh my, Bowl. Oh, my Okay? Oh Are my. you there, Cowboys? It's me, Super Bowl. I talked oh. to Judy Bloom. She writing the book. Oh, my goodness. All right. Front page news is next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, over the uh, weekend, there was a lot of fighting now. Uh, Edgar <laughs> Belanga, congratulations to him. He won over the weekend. And then there was the Tyson Fury Wilder fight. Did y'all see the fight? Of course I saw the fight. Wouldn't miss it for the world. Front what were your thoughts? What were your thoughts? As far as what? Like, what do you mean? That's a broad Was it a good question. fight? I thought it was a great fight. It was a great fight. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It was, a great, it was a great heavyweight fight. And, you know, we haven't seen... We don't see great heavyweight fights too often, but that's the beauty of having a Tyson Fury and a Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua and all these guys in this era. So it's good to see them fight each other, even though Deontay and Tyson are the only one that be fighting each other. Mm-hmm. Still. Well, Tyson Fury did win, and he tried to shake uh, Wilder's hand after the fight, and this is what happened. We fought it all out there, and all the allegations that they made towards me, like throughout the build-up of the, the, this fight, and we fought like two warriors in there, and I went over to shake his hand and say, well done, and he was like, no, I don't respect you. I was like, how can you say I've cheated when you know in your own heart and your full team knows that you just got beat fair and square? It's just a sore loser in boxing or what, but I'm sure he's not the first one and he won't be the last one. Yeah, I mean, Deontay's pride was hurt. I get it, but, you know, Deontay has nothing to be ashamed about. He's a warrior, but Tyson Fury is just a better boxer. You know, Tyson Fury is a warrior too, but he's just a better boxer, the best heavyweight of this era, and it's not even close. And, you know. Out of the trilogy, this was the best one, though. Uh, Out of the three fights they've had. Yeah, I think so. The first one was great, too. The first one was great. It went the distance and ended in a draw. You know, second one, I think Fury got him out of there in like seven rounds. Yep. But it was this was, this was this was a good one. And Deontay Wilder did complain ahead of the fight about Tyson Fury's gloves again. And they actually ended up... Don't do up... that, Deontay. <laughs> what? Don't do that. Like, he made a bunch of excuses last fight. Don't do that, King. Please. You be... The only reason I say don't do that because he's better than that. And he has nothing to be ashamed of. It just... Sometimes he said before some, the fight he did that though. I, I'm not sure why, but he said yeah. Sometimes people, somebody's just better than you. Fury's just better than Wild, and it's okay. Right. All right. And the WNBA Finals game one was yesterday, and Chicago Sky beat the Phoenix Mercury 91-77. So they lead that series one nothing. And Kyrie Irving update. Steve Nash says that the Nets are recognizing that he is not playing home games this season. They said we're going to have to for sure play without him this year. So it just depends on when, where, and how much. So opening night. Is coming up soon, by the way. So he can, however, practice with the team. Their training facility was reclassified as a private office, so it doesn't have those COVID-19 mandates. And so he can rejoin the team for practice, but he will not be playing at home games. How much money is he losing? Because don't you, don't you get fined every time you miss a game? He, yeah. he loses about 380000 per game. But what do the Nets do in that situation? Do you say, you know what, we're going to keep him? He's going to miss a, a majority of the season, half the home game, half the games, well, and then he's going to miss some of the games in, in places where they don't allow unvaccinated players to go? Like, now, Michelle Roberts from the Players Association said that she thinks players should not be fined if forced to miss games due to their non-vaccination status. Mm. So ongoing issues. but <laughs> Where could they send them, though? Don't most of these facilities got these kind of mandates now? Like what? I, I think so. I don't think anybody would take them, right? I wouldn't I, I mean, I don't if know. can't play. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can't, if you, if you trade them somewhere and it's the same place in another, same same rules in another city, what's the point of trading them? All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Now, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you want to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a great weekend or maybe a weekend was horrible. Whatever it may be. 800-585-1051. And don't forget, 
Uh, next hour, I'll give you the football scores. All right, eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. Dallas Cowboys, okay? Are you hour. there, Cowboys? Oh, it's me, Super Bowl. All right, okay. get it off your chest. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up! Wake up! Wake your ass! This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yeah, good morning. This is Ryan. Why are you screaming, Ryan? Uh, I have a loud voice. Okay. Go ahead, Ryan. Get it off your chest. So I was thinking how when Emmy started the show, he was talking about how he thought Columbus Day was a holiday. Well, it is a holiday. Well, I'm sorry, Indigenous People's Day. So about five years ago, I started a new job, and I stayed home that day because it's normally a holiday. Then I get a call from the main office at my school, and they said, well, why aren't you at work? I'm like, what are you, are you joking? It's, it's Columbus Day. Well, that's what they call it back then. It turns out not all schools have off that day. Really? Yeah. I mean, the schools in New York are off, but some schools in New Jersey, they have school today. Mm-hmm. Wow, I didn't know that. No, that's, 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 that's the thing. I don't Because I don't even remember having Columbus Day off when I was a kid. Of course no, I thought we did. did. We, we did. did in school. Kids, yeah, well, we, we did. did. Yeah, yeah, in New York. New York, we did. I don't. I'm not saying we yeah. didn't. I just don't remember if we did or not in South Carolina. I don't recall. Yeah, so I'm like, it's got to be a bad joke. But uh, they forgave me. They kind of laughed it off. But like, don't let it happen again. All right. Well, thank you, brother. All righty, buddy. I definitely thought it was a holiday. Well, where we got off. But hello, who's this? Hey, good morning. It's RJ. What's up, brother? Doing? Good morning. Get it off uh, your chest. Man, I just, I just want to get off my chest. How big of a Loser Indians. Talk it's to him. Amazing. I just want to talk about sports. Y'all got y'all butt kicked against Atlanta. You know, y'all got dragged against Dallas. Oh my God. Forty-four to twenty. Forty-four Man, to twenty. Hopefully, Saquon and Jones get better. But good gracious. Yeah. Well, look, it, to come out of retirement. Yeah, our quarterback, uh, he got hit, he, uh, wow, he, he went out with a concussion, and uh, Saquon Barkley looked like he got a little, uh, he had an injured uh, ankle. Yeah, so. why y'all talking about losers? That's what's, that's what's wrong with America. Y'all always want to celebrate the losers. Y'all want to celebrate the Confederacy and people who actually lost. Let's talk about them Cowboys. We're not talking about the losers. Okay, 44 to hope, 20. We hope that they heal All right, well. Giants got their ass kicked. Okay, Dallas Cowboys all day. Are you there, Cowboys? It's me, Super Bowl. Me and Judy Bloom writing the book. Coming out on Black Privilege Publishing. Hello, who's this? This is Brittany. Hey, Brittany, get it off your chest. Charlamagne, this one's for you. How about them Cowboys? Hey, drop on the clues bomb for them Cowboys, Red. (laughs) We're going to the Super Bowl this year. We we are there. You say that every year, Mama. We are, and we're going this year. Man. Okay. Because we playing so well on both sides of the ball, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, you will be going. You'll be watching like me in the stands. Get it off your chest. 800-585. And Trevin Diggs, we trust. 105-1 if you and need Dak to And Dak Prescott, we trust. Hit us up now. It's and the Ezekiel Elliott, we trust. The Breakfast Club. your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? What's up, DJ Envy? Hey, Angela Yee. What's hey. up, King Charlamagne? Peace, King. Good morning. Get it off your chest, bro. Hey, y'all, I mean, I don't want to start the morning off wrong and, you know, down anything, but y'all, I'm just, I feel unfulfilled. I'm a nurse. Uh, I, I hate nursing now since COVID. Like, I'm just over it, and I'm just like, what do you do when you get to that place in a career? Like, you know, I'm older, so you can, I just get just like quit it for God like everybody else is doing, you know. 
Well, you got to be smart about it. You know, I always tell people that there's 168 hours in a week. So, you know, you got a job that's taking care of your reality. And, you know, you use the rest of that time to take care of your dreams. You know, how many times, how many hours do you work a week? Oh, man, I'm topping off like 72, 80. Jesus Christ. Yikes. Well, you still got yeah, you still got 80 plus seven, hours. Eight. You still got 80 plus hours to do something more fulfilling. You know what I mean? But you got to deal with your reality. You got to pay them bills. Facts. Facts. So find something else that you love to do. What else do you love to do in your spare time, King? Appreciate you, Charlotte, man. Well, well <laughs> I asked you a question. Never mind. What? All right, man. Have a good one. Hello, who's this? What's up, this Mo, man. I, uh, I just want to say happy, good morning and happy Monday to everybody, first of all. Morning, Thank you, happy Monday. Hey, I want to give a shout out to my, my queen Instagram page, man. She's based in Detroit, Michigan. She's a photographer, set designer, creative director. So if anybody that needs anything, she's the best photographer in Detroit, Michigan. So, uh, Envy, I know you just had to re rename your show, so you see somebody to come and get your pictures and stuff, right? You know what I'm saying? She got you. Angelique, I know you're always in the D doing stuff. So yeah. You know what I mean? If you need anything, any pictures, anything, you know what I'm saying? She got it. She okay. She works for six months. And uh, for some weekend, at, uh, when he opened up this uh, little thing for the Boys and Girls Club. So I'm telling you, she's top of the line, the best in Detroit, hands down. Okay. Well, tell her, tell her to send send a DM to me because uh, my assistant to check it because my car show is the 30th of October this month. So maybe she could come take some pictures at the car show. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning, guys. It's Paul. Hey, Paul. How are good you, morning. Paul? Get it off your chest. Hey, good morning. I'm doing good. First thing I want to say, too, congratulations, Charlamagne. God bless all your new, uh, your new additions to your family. Thank you, King. Um, no, absolutely. Uh, one thing I wanted to get off my chest, guys, I was super, super excited to get some books in Charlotte, and I never got them. I've been waiting about two months. No, <laughs> man. What books you want? Yeah, I, uh, honestly, dude, I, I, I read your um, your ship ones, and I loved it, but I'd love to have a hard copy of, of, of any... Uh, pause, pause. Of, of anything that you guys got. All right, um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I got your books. I support all of this. I, I'd like to get any anything I could, man. Honestly, I'm gonna send you some some literature that I really love. I'm gonna send you uh, the Unapologetic Guide to Black Mental Health by Dr. Rita Walker, and I'm gonna send you My Grandmother's Hands by Resma Minicum, and I'm gonna send you a copy of Anita Kopak Shallow Waters and Tamika Mallory State of Emergency. I got the pack for you right here. I'm, j I'm holding it in my hand. You hear it? You hear that hard thing hitting the hitting? Whoa! Huh? Whoa! 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 What? Uh, Easy with that hard. Thing, my goodness. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's going out right now. Hold on, we're gonna get your information. Don't hang up, we're gonna get your address. All right, appreciate you guys. God bless. All right, you're gonna bring that hard thing over to his crib, huh? I'm sending him actually yep. three hard things and one soft thing. So I got three hard copies and then the uh, paperback of Dr. Rita Walker, Unapologetic Guide to Black Mental Health. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Now we got rumors on the way, ye? Yes, and let's talk Saturday Night Live. A lot of people are discussing Kim Kardashian and her monologue. So let's see what you think about it. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 44 to 20, Dallas Cowboys. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We on the Breakfast Dallas Club. Cowboys Good morning. The New York Giants. So what does it mean? What does that mean? Your Cowboys ain't going to do nothing anyway. They ain't doing nothing. They ain't never do nothing. Are you there, Cowboys? It's me, Super Bowl. It just feels good to come in here this morning, you know what I'm saying, being a Dallas Cowboy fan who uh, works here in New York City. It just feels good bro, to come in here and we watched y'all 44 to 20. You beat some bums. Our quarterback got I'm glad taken you out because of concussion. Team a bum. That's Did why you nobody call respects the you. players on the team bums? That's why, that's why nobody we respects on you. On the Giants? Wait, look, oh we, you call your own us. team bums. You yeah, ain't we never heard bums. me say yes, the Dallas Cowboys are bums. Well, even you when we were bums. You no, should. that's not how you treat you your should. people. 
Nope. You should. We nope. were hurt. We were they injured. Never let you back in Giant Stadium ever again. And another one. You're banned from Giant Stadium. <laughs> Shut up. They should man. treat you like you're not vaccinated. <laughs> Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Kim Kardashian. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Well, Kim Kardashian made her big debut on Saturday Night Live on Saturday night. And here are some of the things that she discussed during her monologue. First of all, she has some jokes when it comes to O.J. Simpson being the first black person she's met. You know, my father was and still is such an influence and inspiration to me. And I credit him with really opening up my eyes to racial injustice. It's because of him that I met my first black person. <laughs> Want to take a stab in the dark at who it was? I know it's sort of weird to remember the first black person you met, but OJ does leave a mark. Or several. Or none at all. I still don't know. She was good. She was good. No, the SNL writers were good. They were good, but she pulled it off, She delivered it well. She delivered it well. Yeah, she was really good. She did good. All right, in addition to that, she thanks her mom, Chris Jenner, for not naming her Karen. Remember, I'm a Kim, not a Karen. And honestly, with all of the K names, it's really impressive that my mom didn't pick Karen. I mean, somehow she just knew. I don't know how she saw that one coming and not Caitlyn. <laughs> now I know we're divided as a country, but I'd love America to come together, which is why I'm here to announce that I'm running for... I'm just kidding, guys. <laughs> I'm not running for president. We can't have three failed politicians in one family. Good stuff, good stuff. Yeah. Nobody was fake outraged over the OJ joke? There was no fake outrage online? I'm not sure nothing. yet. And then, in addition to that, she pokes some fun at Kanye West, her ex-husband. I mean, I married the best rapper of all time. Not true. Not only that, he's the richest black man in America. A talented, legit genius who gave me four incredible kids. So, when I divorced him, you have to know it came down to just one thing. His personality. <laughs> I know that sounds mean, but people keep telling me that comedy comes from truth. And if there's one thing that I always strive to be, it's genuine. So I just want to say how incredibly excited I am to be up here on this stage tonight. Good right. job, Kim. Uh, that was a, I just want white America to know Kanye West is not the best rapper alive. Just, he never has been. One of the greatest musical artists, period. Well, to her. To her, she but he no, is. He's just, just not the best rapper alive. To her. One of the greatest musical artists, though, ever. All right, but so not you, the best rapper. Ever. So you guys enjoyed the monologue. It was dope. I haven't basically. seen it. I heard it. I just well, heard those you heard clips. A whole, yeah. Yeah, that sounded funny. Mm -hmm. What I just heard. Now I saw online that perhaps Michelle Wolf wrote this. Is what it looks like. You know, she's Michelle the one that did Wolf. the roast of. of oh, she uh, be with Dave, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I saw people congratulating her. I like it. So okay. whoever wrote it, especially the dark humor with the OJ thing. All right, now Ariana Grande is giving away up to five million dollars in free therapy and. She announced that on World Mental Health Day. Mm. So she went to Instagram. She said, I acknowledge that there are very real barriers when it comes to accessing mental health resources. And while this is only one small gesture and a much larger systemic problem remains, I wanted to do this again with at BetterHelp in hopes of bringing access to a few more people and perhaps inspiring a few of you to try something new and prioritize your own healing. I love it. Drop on the clues bombs for Ariana Grande. That's how you invest in people's mental health for real, for real. She did a similar campaign back in June. They gave away a million dollars of free therapy. So now five million dollars. How and can people so get that? How if can you want to do it, you can go to betterhelp.com slash Ariana and get your free month started. Hey, invest in nope. your mental wealth. I'm glad Ariana's doing that. That's dope. 
All right, now let's talk about The Rock. He is officially a rapper. He had a guest verse on Face Off. It's on Tech Nine's new album, Asinine, and here's what he sounds like. Get some more in my veins, my culture banging with strange. I change the game, so what's my mother name? What they gonna get though? Desecration, defamation. If you wanna bring it to the masses, face to face, now we escalating. <laughs> when I have to put boost the asses, mean on ya, like a dream. When I'm rumbling, you're gonna scream, mama. So bring drama to the king, brahma. Then fight it to an extreme mana. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta fart on those bars, what? man. Fart on those gracious. bars, right? Come on, man. <laughs> that was Come on, hard. man. Yo, them, them, them bars needed some performance enhancing drugs or something, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think, I think scream, mama. Ah. I can see that being played at a um, WWE match or something. I can, of Definitely. course. Absolutely. Definitely. Yes, Absolutely. it's that's on the brand. only place you're going to see it. Yes. Maybe that's what they made it for. Maybe I'm. I yeah, mean, that's what they made it for. That it kind of goes with who he is, I feel like. Y- yeah, I guess. You're right. I don't know. I just expect more from The Rock because he's The Rock. Do you really? Yes. As a rapper. The Rock does everything well. <laughs> right? Okay. All right. Well, shout more. out to Tech 9 also. Salute to Tech 9 Yeah, that's dope. All right. And J.R. Smith is set to play his first golf tournament for North Carolina A&T. Okay. Yeah. So it should be exciting to watch that. It's going to uh, be at the Alamance Country Club Golf Course. So we'll, let's see how he does. I feel like people should be documenting that uh, whole J.R. Smith back to they college are. situation. They, they should be, right? So there's yeah. there's no age limit when you go back to college and play sports? As long as you just haven't played before? You see how old golfers are? Yeah, but it's, uh, usually it's college. It's college kids, though. He's a freshman walk-on on a team. So you have to qualify for each tournament tournament in practice. And so he qualified for that tournament by one stroke. So if you went to high school and went straight to the league, right, and decided you want to go back and play college, you can go back and play Bro, college. it's golf. Golf's maybe, a sport. The, maybe the rules are different for golf. Mm, maybe. It's not like age age doesn't really matter in golf, does it? Skill? Like, it seems like everybody out there is old. All right, well, that is your uh, rumor report. I think All Jack right. Nicholson was 90. Jack, what's his name, Jack Nicholas? Jack Nicholson. Wasn't he one of the most famous golfers ever? He was one of them. He was 97, wasn't he? Doesn't know. Damn, 97. He was old, though. He was old, though. All right. We got front page news next. What are we talking about? Yes, and let's talk about Jelani Day. His organs were missing when he was found. We'll tell you about this report by the Chicago Sun-Times. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela here. Don't you wish everything was as easy as getting quality coverage from the General Insurance? The General offers the quality coverage you deserve at prices you can afford. Switch to the General and you could save over $500. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now in boxing, congratulations to uh, Edgar Belanga. Also, congratulations to Tyson Fury. They both won over the weekend. Yes, salute to Tyson Fury. Salute to Deontay Wilder, too, man. Two Warriors. Uh, That fight was everything we thought it was going to be. Now, NFL scores. The uh, Patriots beat the Texans. The Eagles beat the Panthers. Titans beat the Jaguars. Packers beat the Bengals. Now, that was a nasty game. I feel bad for for those... uh, The kickers in both those games. Feel bad for your own team. Feel bad for your own team. That's what you need to feel bad for. Uh, The Bears beat the Raiders. The Bills beat the Chiefs. uh, The Falcons beat the Jets. Vikings beat the Lions. Saints beat the Washington team. Uh, The Buccaneers killed the Dolphins. Uh, The Steelers beat the Broncos. Chargers beat the Browns. Cardinals beat the 49ers. 
And in Monday Night Football, tonight the Ravens take on the Colts. What and the Dallas Cowboys killed the New York Giants, washed them, left them for dead, buried under the field. Okay, 44-20. to 20. And Trevin Diggs, we trust. And Dak Prescott, we trust. Dropping the clues bombs for my Dallas Cowboys. We did lose our Are quarterback you there, Cowboys? from a concussion. It's and also me, Super Bowl. The Saquon new Barkley book had to go by out because of an God ankle. And Judy Bloom coming out on Black Privilege Publishing. Are you there, God? Are you there, Cowboys? It's me, Super Bowl. Shut up. What no. else we got, Ye? All right. Well, and I'm just going to give you guys a warning. This is a difficult story to hear. And we're talking about Jelani Day. There are some details surrounding the tragic death of Jelani Day. Now, if you guys don't know the full story, he was missing. And even though he was missing, it took uh, a long time for them to even start to look for his body. People feel like the case would have been handled differently if he were not black and male. What if he was a woman who was white and blonde? A lot of people were saying there was a lot of lack of empathy shown to a grieving black mother of a dead or possibly still missing black son. And so let's discuss um, what happened in this case. They did say, according to the Chicago Sun-Times, the coroner revealed that in the autopsy report, his liver, spleen and other organs were missing, along with his teeth and eyes. They also said his jawbone was sawed out. The body also had innumerable fish and turtle bites. It was maggot infested Mm. by the time they found it. The genitalia was unidentifiable, but it was determined to be flayed, according to the forensic pathologist. Also, my jawbone out. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. So they're still trying to determine what on earth happened to him. They said that his organs were completely liquefied and they couldn't find his brain. No organs, no liver, no spleen. I know what liquefied means, but what does that mean in regard to the organs? Well, I guess the river's water uh, had soaked the body Mm. because it was in the river, and so it just... And I'm just going to ask a wild question. No animal could have did this, right? Uh, Saw out your jawbone? No. No, I mean, just chew out the stuff. Take your organs out? Open up your body and chew the stuff out. I'm just asking. No no animal could do that. Not the way that that it's described in that autopsy report. Sounds but like this was taken up. Even worse, right? 23 days after the body was pulled from the river, and that's uh, four days after the authorities identified him. That's when his body was released. The mother wanted to just see her son, but they did advise her against it because he was in such bad shape. So it is a heartbreaking story uh, for sure as they're trying to find out Damn. what happened. And no mother should have to deal with this, even the way that she was treated and the way that she was spoken to. Uh, according to Jelani Day's mom, she said she had previously contacted the coroner to provide her son's dental mm, records. Mm, mm, mm. She just wanted to get some answers. She didn't get any word back until eight days after she left her first message. She was waiting, yeah. waiting. Finally, they called her September 22nd with a, pos- a possible ID because of the dental records. And she had questions. And she was trying to get some more answers from the coroner. But then uh, she says that he barked at her. Do you want us to identify your son or not? And she was crying. Her attorney then went in on the coroner and said he had no right to speak today that way. So Now, now for all those people who say organ harvesting is just a conspiracy theory, how do you explain that? How do you explain it? Yes. How do you explain it? So we send so much love to Carmen Bolden Day. I can't even imagine. Sending healing energy to her and the whole family, like the trauma that family will experience because... You know, you, you, so many thoughts will be going through your head. You'll be thinking, did my loved one get tortured? You know, ah, organs stolen. Like, Jesus, man. Definitely and, sending them healing energy. All right. And today, by the way, is uh, is Indigenous Peoples Day. 
That's right. And Joe Biden has issued a proclamation on Friday to observe today as a day to honor Native Americans. This is the first time a president has officially recognized Indigenous Peoples Day. And so this is recognizing their resilience, their contribute, their contributions to American society throughout history, even as they face assimilation, discrimination and genocide spanning generations. And so we are shifting the focus from Columbus Day, which celebrated Christopher Columbus. And so it is now Indigenous Peoples Day. And that's what we are acknowledging to help correct a whitewashed American history that has glorified Europeans like Italian explorer Christopher Columbus, who committed violence against indigenous communities. And Native Americans have long criticized the inaccuracies and harmful narratives of that legacy. This idea was first proposed by indigenous peoples at a UN conference back in 1977, which was addressing discrimination against natives. All right, and that is your front page news. So happy Indigenous Peoples Day. Absolutely. Dropping the clues, bombs for all the indigenous people out there. All right, now let's talk Kyrie Irving. Now, what's going on with Kyrie Irving for people that don't know, Yeezy? Uh, well, he is making his debut as a golfer for North Carolina A&T. So congratulations. Kyrie Irving? Kyrie Irving. Oh, I'm sorry. I was You're Brooklyn say Nets. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I was talking about... You're Brooklyn Nets. There were a lot of things like, going on. you quit the NBA already? Did they kick him out the league with is the golf? I was like, that's breaking news. <laughs> sorry, I thought you guys Jesus said J.R. Smith earlier and I was focused. But yes, Kyrie Irving is apparently not getting vaccinated and will not be able to play at home games with the Brooklyn Nets. So he will be playing golf somewhere. He can do the practice. He can play at the practice facility and practice with the team and do away games, but he just cannot play at the home games, and he won't get paid for those games that he misses. So we're asking 800-585-1051. Is that fair to his team? All right, Kyrie Kyrie Irving uh, will probably only play half of the games. Um, because he's not taking the vaccination. All At right, first so it seemed like they were really hopeful that he would get vaccinated and the whole team would be playing together, but now it feels like they've uh, faced the fact that it's not looking like it's going to happen. All right, 800-585-1051. Let's talk about it. Is that fair to his team? Let's talk. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about Kyrie Irving, the Brooklyn Nets. Now, if you don't know what's going on with Kyrie Yee, you want to break down? What's happening with Kyrie? Yes, he hasn't gotten vaccinated, so he won't be able to play home games with the Brooklyn Nets, but he will be able to play the away games and also practice at the practice facility. So we're asking 800-585-1051. Is that fair to his team that he won't be playing half those games? Let's start off in the room. So, yeah, you're a Brooklyn Nets fan. Yes, she I a am. Brooklyn Nets. So what are your thoughts? I mean, I'm disappointed, obviously, because I would love to see the whole team play together. We were looking forward to getting a championship this year. And I think uh, having somebody as powerful as Kyrie Irving play would be amazing. I don't know what his reasons are for not getting vaccinated. So I can't say if... You know, because he hasn't revealed why or talked more about it, I can't say what the issue is. So it's hard for me to judge that. Yeah, I can't judge either. I want to say, yeah, I would be upset, but we don't know the reasons why he's not taking his vaccination. And maybe he has great reasons to why he's not taking his vaccination. That's his choice. Uh, As a teammate, uh, until I know that, then, you know, I can't have necessarily an opinion. But, you know, as a teammate, you know, some people, you know, wanted to go to that team to play with him for that reason. So the fact that it is, yeah, I think I would be a little upset. But without knowing the reason that he's not taking the vaccination, I don't think you necessarily can be that mad. It could be, you know, religious reasons. It could be health reasons. We just don't know. Charlamagne? Is it fair to the team? I don't 
believe it's unfair to the team because he's making a personal decision based on personal beliefs and convictions. And it's hard to say it's a selfish move because he stands to lose $15.6 million in salary by not being able to play. If a person is willing to sacrifice that kind of money for something he believes in, I got to respect it. So I don't think he's being unfair. Unfair would be if the team was losing something, but Kyrie wasn't. Being that they both stand to lose, I don't think it's unfair. And honestly, they don't. They both don't stand to lose because the Nets will still win without Kyrie. But Kyrie's going to lose money regardless. So it's not unfair to the team. Now, I see people are also upset about these conspiracy theories. From what I'm reading, they're saying that, that are being pushed in the locker room and things that he's been liking on Instagram. So I saw that was also an issue. I mean, yeah, he's clearly, he's clearly not, you know, for the vaccine. But once again, I don't think it's unfair to the team simply because the Nets are going to still win without Kyrie, but Kyrie's going to still be losing money regardless. So, so it's, yeah, the Nets, it's not Nets are going to win, but with him, they'll win probably a whole lot more. Yeah, Agreed? it feels like a better team. It's with a way him. better team. Of playing, obviously. Of course, it's a I mean, like, team. look, what if we all it was mandatory to get vaccinated to come in here, and somebody was like, "I'm not getting vaccinated, so I, I just can't come in." We Would broadcast you? from home. Yeah, so... Well, we got that option. He can't play from home. That's what I'm saying. He can't play from (laughs) home. He can't play from home. No, but I'm saying some people would feel like it's better if everybody's here and is, you know... I'm not knocking nobody for their personal decisions, personal beliefs, or convictions. And once again, I don't think it's unfair to the team simply because Kyrie is going to lose $15.6 million. If he just wasn't playing and was still getting paid... Different story, but, but, but he's gonna lose that money. But as an owner of the Brooklyn Nets, I'm sure if they knew this beforehand, they might not have traded for him. They, not, they might not have traded for Kyrie Irving. They might have traded for a player that would say, you know what, that would have took the vaccination. Yeah, but what if Kyrie? Kyrie could have done this with anything. Kyrie could have been like, yo, I need to take 20 days off because, and he he does stuff like this because of mental health reasons. You know what not I mean? Half the season though. You but never, you never know. Lines. Personal beliefs and convictions, are, I, I believe, are, are based on an individual, and you never know what somebody might be going through. Hello, who's this? Hey, Charlotte, what up, man? It's Jay. Peace, Jay. Jay. What, what, what are your thoughts on Kyrie Irving, bro? Hey, what up? Listen, man. Brooklyn Nets, man. I don't know if I can curse or not, but some Brooklyn Nets. Kyrie's doing what's best for him, man, and his family. Why are you mad at the Nets for that? They're not cutting him from the team. No, no, no. Angela, please hear me out right quick, man. Last year this time, everybody talking, oh, we can get back to the way things were if we had a vaccination. This year, they're giving vaccination and people are still catching it. So Kyrie's taking a conscious decision to say, I'm doing what's best for me. The team can't accept that. And so if I was Kyrie, I would just go ahead and retire. But why are you saying the team can't accept that? It's not their fault that the law in New York City is that you can't be in there if you're not vaccinated from here. Yeah, it's not the Nets' fault. It's not like they made the decision. They're letting him still practice in the facilities and do away games. Why are you mad at the Nets for that? You might have said the mayor and governor. That's who you might be mad at. No, no, no. No, no, no. Listen, I'm mad at the Jaconic system. It's the system. Last year, listen to what I said. Last year at this time, they were saying, oh, all we need is the vaccination kids to get back to school, parents to get back to work, we can get back to living. Okay, you have a vaccination this year. You're telling me that this vaccination would stop uh, the COVID uh, uh, virus. And it doesn't. Well, they didn't say they didn't say you wouldn't get COVID. They said that you would have not as bad symptoms, and there's a less chance you'll get it. And they also did say a certain percentage of people had to be vaccinated in order for us to be able to get back to normal. So those were some of the issues. But nobody said that everything would be normal. But thank you for calling, brother. I just don't like wrong information. You know what's so interesting about what he said? He said Kyrie's doing what's best for Kyrie and Kyrie's family. That's debatable, too, because $15.6 million is coming off the table. That money ain't going to Kyrie and Kyrie's family. 
You know Kyrie what I mean? So that's, 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 that's another reason I don't think what Kyrie is doing is unfair to the Nets because he's losing a lot. All right. 800-585-1051. We're talking Kyrie Irving. Do you feel what he's doing for his team is fair? The fact that he's not t- taking a vaccination. Call us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking Kyrie Irving. Now, he's not taking the vaccination, and because of that, he won't be able to play for any of the home games. Do you think that's fair to his team? Hello, who's this? Hi, Brittany. Hey, Brittany, where you calling from? Uh, Darlington, South Carolina. <laughs> hey, SC all day. All right, what's your thoughts on Kyrie Irving? I was thinking about it from the perspective of him. I feel like it's not fair because he'll be losing a lot of money this season, seeing how he won't be getting paid. That's when right. In the next two to three years, it's not even going to matter. They're not going to hold those players to the same situation. That's right. That's why I said it's not it's not unfair because Kyrie is losing so much. Kyrie's literally yeah. going to lose fifteen point six million dollars. That's not unfair. Yeah. To the right. Brooklyn Nets. Thank you, Mama. Hello, who's this? Hello, what's up? What's up, bro? What, what's your thoughts on Kyrie Irving? I mean, I kind of you can't you can't judge him though. He's sticking to what he believe in, you know. And uh, I mean, he helping us out, Lakers and Forest. That's simple. Okay, oh, so you're grateful for it. I mean, I ain't grateful, but I mean, it's his decision, <laughs> it's his body, it's his choice. But he's still helping us out, so Lakers and Forest. <laughs> you say you say Lakers and Forest like the Nets was gonna make it to the finals anyway. I mean, I think I thought they were Charlemagne, man. You can't be biased, man. We you thought, you, you thought they were last year, too, but I told y'all differently. They were injured last year. I knew they wasn't going to make it. They were injured last year. They didn't make. have a full team last I told, year. I, I, don't, I didn't care what the full team or not. I told y'all Bucks in seven before Kyrie and James got hurt in that series. Nah, I, I think if they didn't get hurt, it would have been a different outcome. Hello, who's this? Heather. Good morning, Heather. Good morning. What's your thoughts, Heather? I think it's bullshit that y'all want people to take shots to versus in a freaking NBA you want to stop cursing, Heather? Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> Go ahead, Heather. Now, do it without cursing. Well, I don't think he should have to take a shot. Heather, are you vaccinated? Always, nobody had to take flu shots to participate in anything before. Why should we have to take this Heather, are you vaccinated? No. Well, Why would I trust the government? <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's why I said, once again, man, um, I don't think that is unfair, you know, to the team because he's making a personal decision. And, you know, it's not a selfish decision because he stands to lose $15.6 million in salary by not being able to play. So if a person's willing to sacrifice that kind of money for something they believe in, you got to respect it. So I don't think it's being unfair to the team. You and know I, wonder, I, I wonder the people who call if they vaccinated or not. Do they believe in the vaccination or not? Because that can also sway how you feel as well, like Heather just did. I have no idea. All right, let's go to one more. Hello, who's this? Hey, how you doing? How you doing? What's up, bro? What, what, what do you think about the Kyrie Irving situation? What do you think? Is it fair to his Man, team? I feel like it's, I feel like it's, it's no different from, from any other topic we dealing with somebody's body and their choice. You know, when we look at the Texas situation, everybody was all in the whole world because it's female's body and their choice. You know, we talking about a vaccine. Like, it's crazy that everybody was able to play in a bubble without being vaccinated. You know what I'm saying? So what's the difference now? Like, I mean, if he... If he well, there was there, there was no vaccine when the bubble was happening, though. and there was no fans. So now there there fans in the building now. Before it was nobody; you couldn't go to the games. It was just you know the, the players and, and family. But now and that, that they're opening back and up. You know, there's people in the arenas I mean, now, and that's also why they were in a bubble. I get that. 
But but if, if you can't test it before games, then you're showing up negative. What's the difference? Every, so my thing is with the vaccine. What's, the you that, you that, still that, having some Bluetooth for speaker, bro? Because it's hard hearing you. Yo, your phone need a vaccine, King. Nah, I'm not sure what's going on now. I'm sorry. Okay, your phone need a shot. All right, brother. Have a good one, man. We heard what you was, we, we heard what you were saying. What's the moral of the story? I mean, the moral of the story to me is it's not unfair. Unfair would be if the team was losing something, but Kyrie wasn't. Being that they both losing something, it's not unfair. Nets don't have Kyrie playing. Kyrie not getting paid. That's not unfair. That's All actually right. very fair. All <clears throat> right. Well, we got rumors on the way. What are we talking about? Yes, this woman said that after her divorce, she had a, a whole F-boy list that she wanted to go after. We'll tell you who it is. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, shout <laughs> to my Milwaukee family. I'm out in Milwaukee and broadcasting from Milwaukee. And we say this all the time. Milwaukee was the first uh, station to take a chance on The Breakfast Club. They were the first, first station. station to syndicate us. Syndicate so us. We always love uh, Milwaukee. Shout to Bailey. Shout to uh, Reggie. Reggie. Appreciate you guys all the time. I love Milwaukee. I've had some great times in the city of Milwaukee, man. Salute mm-hmm. to V100.7. Mm-hmm. Now, also, you had your uh, health expo over the weekend. I did yesterday. Yesterday was our World Mental Health Day. And so, you know, uh, myself and my foundation, the Mental Wealth Alliance, along with iHeartRadio, we did our first ever Mental Wealth Expo at the Marriott Marquis in Times Square yesterday. And it was just a day of, um, you know, mental health education and healing. And, you know, I I, I laughed. I, I, I cried. I learned a lot, you know, because I was, you know, actually there to soak up the information mm-hmm. as well because some of my favorite people were there from you know Jason Wilson to Jay Barnett to you know Debbie Brown Angela Rye Resma Minicum you know Dr. Rita Walker with so many different you know therapists and psychiatrists Queen of Four Queen of Four was, was spoke there as well Yadi Alba it was amazing Anita Kopak so just thank you to everybody thank you to all the participants thank you to all the sponsors and thank you to everybody who came out to receive that information because you know I just wanted to do that event because people always want to know where to begin Mm-hmm. When it comes to their their healing journey, so yeah, I, I feel like that, yesterday yeah. was a good start. So you guys had different rooms. I seen there was a, a room where they were doing teaching yoga. I seen there yep. was another room where they were doing different things. I couldn't make it because I was here, but people said they had a, a great time and learned a lot of information. So that's yeah, man, that's a it blessing. Was, it was a blessing. That's that's what that's what you call an event like that a blessing. Mm-hmm. Now we got rumors on the way, Yee. What are we talking about? Yes, and I also want to shout out Joe Coy. I went to go see him this weekend, and I oh, know. Oh, shout to Joe Coy. I, uh, yo, Joe Coy. You were supposed sorry. to be there. He was I like, "Is apologize." And I, oh, you man. didn't even tell him you weren't. Red. He was like, he called you a, um, what he called you a dip ish. Yeah, he called me a dip ish. He, t- he said it to my face. I, I was a liar. You know what happened? I was supposed to make it, and uh, last minute I had to fly out for Hamptons homecoming. I was supposed to go on Saturday. Oh, Joe Coy, I'm so sorry. I owe you a call today. I apologize. Yeah. Me and the wife were so excited to go see you, and I couldn't make it. Joe they had Coy, these seats I'm safe sorry. For you right next to me, they were just empty because you didn't never told him you weren't going. Well, I, I, let, I let I let I let Joe know I wasn't going. Yeah, at because, least let him know. Yeah, I let him know I wasn't going. I was supposed to to the last minute. Joe, I'm sorry! But it's only, I, I would have went, but you know, we got a newborn at the house, and my wife can't really, you know, move around. She's recovering and stuff, so she would want, she would have wanted to go. Damn it, man. So I'm sorry. not going to go without the wife. Me. All right. All right. But salute to Joe Coy. All right. Heard it was great. Great show. It was amazing. All right. Rumors on the way. What are we talking about? Yes. Well, Envy, since we just talked about you, we're going to talk about Gabrielle Union. She made a bucket list of F-boys. Who she wanted to date after her divorce. All right, we'll get into that next. <laughs> it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Nah, 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 nah.
All right. Well, Gabrielle Union, while she's been talking about her latest book, You Got Anything Stronger, she did a live interview on her book tour. She was talking to Shaka Zulu, who is a good friend of hers. And he also works, as you know, as partners with Ludacris. Mm -hmm. And she was reflecting on her 2006 divorce from Chris Howard, who played in the NFL. And she talked about her post-split hot girl summer. Here's what she said. Like other divorced people, you have a mental bucket list. I was like, here is my deep, what do they call it, the Red Sea Scrolls of gentlemen colors I would like to check their avails on. And Shaka was like, about 99.99% of that list are boys. And I was like, yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I guess she had just gotten divorced and she just wanted to have some fun with people who she knew it wasn't going to go any further than that. So I say it is what it is. I can imagine what it's like after you've been in a relationship, things don't work out, and you just want to go a little crazy for a period of time as an adult with available uh, with available bachelors who maybe don't want to settle down. All right, now let's discuss Eminem and Snoop Dogg. They do have a collaboration on the way. They had some issues previously. If you remember, Snoop was on The Breakfast Club, and here's what he said about Eminem. He has probably put Eminem in a position where he could be labeled as one of the top 10 rappers ever. I don't think so. You've been around a long time. Why don't you have him in your top 10? Because there's some in the 80s that he can't with. Like Rakim, like Big Daddy Kane. Yes, sir. Like KRS-One, like LL Cool J. You understand me? I ain't got no time to play with it. It is what it is. It's like, cuz did that. But when you talking about this hip hop sh that I can't live without, I can live without that. Okay, and that's a personal choice, but Eminem mm -hmm. did respond to what Snoop had to say, and he responded with who, kid? You know, he was doing an interview with The Breakfast Club, and he was saying things about, you know, I'm not in his top 10, and everything he said, by the way, was fine, like, up to a point. I probably could have got past the whole tone and everything, but it was the last statement when he said, as far as music I can live without, I can live without that shit. Now you're being disrespectful for, like, it just caught me off guard. I wasn't ready for that. Mm. All right, and here is the last thing of what Snoop had to say about Eminem. And everybody's solo song, they was the last verse of the song before that, except the one with me and Eminem, because I felt like that was like a big a reveal. When you hear that Eminem on that motherfucker, that's just a whole nother level. Right, so it looks like they've since made up, and now Who Kid posted that new Snoop and Eminem is coming soon. Tune in to him and DJ Who Kid all day until 6 p.m. So that okay. would have been awkward. And they're also going to be performing, yeah, at the Super Bowl halftime show that Dr. Dre put together. So, you know, at least the two of them have made up, and now they have some new music coming out together. All right. All right, now Joel Osteen, his Lakewood church, has to pay back $4.4 million in COVID disaster loans that was meant for small businesses, according to a report. Joel Osteen is worth about $50 million, and he did defend his decision to seek support and insisted that neither he nor his wife received any of the money. He said, like many organizations temporarily shuttered by the pandemic, this loan provided Lakewood church short-term financial assistance assuring that it's approximately 350 employees and their families would continue to receive a paycheck and full health care benefits. But that did come under scrutiny last December. And so a lot of people did get these loans, but they did end up uh, repaying that. Yeah, they money. didn't have to pay it back. They decided to give the mm -hmm. money back. They didn't. It wasn't like it wasn't like the court or the law said they have to pay it back. They got the money the they right way. They got some pressure. And they, they just said. decided to to give the government back their money. Mm. All right, now... You know what's so interesting? Mm -hmm. That's why reading the whole story is very important because I saw the headline. I thought Joel Osteen was paying paying off people's 
PPP loans. Mm-mm. I thought he was giving like paying four point four million in P- no. PPP Mm-mm. loans. That's why it's important to read the story. All right, now Gary Owen revealed that he did have a skin cancer removed from his forehead. He underwent surgery to do that. People were confused because he made a joke about it and on social media saying that he got beat up. And here he is clearing things up. Listen, I didn't get beat up. Whenever I say hashtag doing what I do, I'm lying. The last two posts that I made about my head, I never said I got beat up. What happened was back in August, I went in just to get a couple skin tags removed and the doctor was like, let's do a full body scan. And they found out I had a little line right here. It ended up being skin cancer. So they had to take the cancer out. That's what happened. I'm okay. Cancer's out. Everything's good. Wow. All right, yeah. He made a little joke saying he got beat up and people really took it seriously. Shout to Gary on. We haven't seen him in a while. He usually comes up here once a year. We haven't seen Gary in, in a minute, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he was COVID, so he wasn't on the road. Yeah, but still even on the... On the- on the uh, computer, we usually would see him. On right? the computer, on Zoom? I mean, that's what I mean, on Zoom. <laughs> or whatever we use, V-Mix, whatever. All right, now John Gruden has apologized. He's the Las Vegas Raiders head coach. He apologized Friday. There was a leaked email from back in 2011 that came to light. Now, he referred to the NFL Players Association head, Damari Smith, uh, using a racial stereotype. He put, dumb Oris Smith has lips the size of Michelin tires. Now, ugh. I mean, come on. I don't know how you can even think that that's okay. Now, here is his apology for that email. All I can say is I'm not a racist. I don't, uh, I can't uh, tell you how sick I am. I apologize again to to D. Smith. Um, But I feel good about who I am and what I've done my entire life. And uh, I apologize for the insensitive remarks. I had uh, no, uh, you know, I I, I had no racial uh, intentions with those remarks at all. But um, yes, they can. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not like that at all. But I apologize. I don't want to keep addressing it. Because I mean, big lips was a, a stereotypical trope. If you look at like a lot of those minstrel, minstrel mm-hmm. caricatures from back in the day, they was all have have those big red lips. Now he did try to say that he refers to liars as rubber lips, and that's why he said it. And ah, uh, uh, all right. Well, Smith did say. This is not the first racist comment that I've heard, and it probably will not be the last. Racism like this comes from the fact that I'm at the same table as they are, and they don't think someone who looks like me belongs. Hall of Fame wide receiver Randy Moss also uh, talked about this, and here's what he had to say on ESPN Sunday NFL Countdown. We're going into the 21st century, and instead of us moving forward, we're moving backwards. And I, and I really don't know what percentage of the National Football League is black, but I know it's over 50%, 60-70%. And I know we generate a whole lot of money for this National Football League. And for you to hear Adam Schefter talking about some discipline or some discipline from Al Davis, the clock is ticking. We are watching to see what the National Football League is going to do about this. All right, and Randy must get emotional later on while talking about his personal feelings in the matter. Here's what he said. I fell in love with the game of football Sam at six years old. And I get emotional talking about it because of situations like this. My civil rights were kind of messed with in high school over the color of my skin. And now being able to Mm. play 14 years in the National Football League and for us to be moving back and not forward in 21st century, like I said, man, National Football League, this hurts me. The clock is ticking, man. But um, John Gruden probably could fight that, though. Because mean? it's a stereotypical trope. Like, how do you prove it was it was racist? You know what I mean? 
you mean fight it like just he said he doesn't general, even want to address it's it anymore punishment. because I think about somebody like Riley Cooper Riley Cooper actually said I'll come over there and fight all you N-words and he didn't receive no discipline from the NFL and the N-word is not a racist trope that's a race. That's just straight up racist mm-hmm. you know so I just I don't know I don't know how the NFL handles this right well we'll see and uh, he, like he said he doesn't want to address it anymore do you feel like he should continue to have to address this I mean, I don't know like what you no say comment. after you apologize. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what more did it say? Imagine having to work for somebody like that. It's hard, though. All right, well, that is your front page news. I mean, rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss E. Charlamagne, who are you giving that donkey to? Man, Florida. Florida needs to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with them this morning because they got a man named Prentice Madden who just got sentenced to 21 years in prison. And if Florida ever, ever wanted to debate about not being crazy, they can't get out of this one. We'll talk about it for after the hour. All right, we'll get to that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Audible is your source for best-selling audiobooks, hot new releases, and popular podcasts, plus exclusive titles you can't find anywhere else. It's all in the one app. Get your first one free when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audible.com slash breakfast club. Make sure you tell them to watch out for Florida, man. Florida, man. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Yes, you are a donkey. A Florida man attacked an ATM for a very strange reason. It gave him too much money. Florida man is arrested after deputies say he rigged the door to his home in an attempt to electrocute his pregnant wife. Police arrested an Orlando man for attacking a flamingo. The Breakfast Club, bitches. Donkey of the day. With Charlemagne the guy. I don't know why y'all keep letting him get y'all like this. Donkey of the day for Monday, October 11th goes to a Florida veterinarian named Prentice Madden. Now, what does your Uncle Charla always say about the great state of Florida? The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida, and today's story solidifies it forever. If you ever thought I was being too hard on Florida, you won't feel this way after this story. Okay, see, Prentice Madden, a veterinarian, has been sentenced to 21 years in prison. Would you like to know why? Let's go to WTBJ NBC6 for the report, please. A South Florida veterinarian sentenced today. The aventur vet pled guilty to creating an animal crush video of bestiality. Prentice K. Madden recorded himself sexually abusing dogs <gasps> and shared the videos online. He also received child pornography and talked about child sexual abuse in online chats. Madden was sentenced to over 21 years in federal prison. <sighs> Prentice Madden, a.k.a. Dr. Doolittle Dogs in the Butt, was wildin'. Okay, I'm looking at a picture of him in one of those little uh, shih tzus or something, and this dog is licking his face right near his mouth, and the look of delight on this man's face is saying it all. Okay, this man and this little Pomeranian he was probably penetrating were absolutely French kissing, okay? Dogs French kiss, by the way. Full mouth, full tongue. All right, I'm sure Prentice is also fornicated with a French bulldog. All right, Prentice the Pug Pounder Madden was taking advantage of all these little doggies. Now, clearly, Prentice's brain is wired differently than the rest of us. How do we handle matters of bestiality? Okay, this guy has a sexual desire, a sexual craving for chihuahuas. Is jail the right place for this guy? I don't know. When he gets out, does he have to register as a sexual offender? Does he have to stay a thousand feet away from dog parks? Seriously, I'm sure they, you know, have before, but someone has to examine this guy's brain because we have to stop men from boning Boston Terriers. All right. The fact that he was uploading the videos and they had a whole group chat about it, a whole group chat. What do you call that group chat? Pound puppies? As in we pound puppies? I mean, Jesus Christ, Florida. How do you explain this one? Prentice was out here putting his 
first four letters of Cocker in Cocker Spaniels. How do you explain this? Huh? Also, prosecutors accuse Dr. Doolittle Dogs of having thousands of images, videos, and chats of child porn or discussions of sexually abusing children. Thank God for the kids. He wasn't a pediatrician. Okay, but it's a damn shame he decided to be a veterinarian. Can you imagine what this man has done to a Japanese chin's actual chin? Do dogs have chins? Do dogs yes. have chins? Yeah. Have chins? Okay. Yep. All right, there's a quote. The quote is, you can usually tell that a man is good if he has a dog who loves them. Well, do you still believe that after hearing this story? Please let Remy Ma give Dr. Doolittle Dogs, Prentice Madden, the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker! are you dumb? Well, anybody up for a little game this morning? Okay. okay. Let's right. play a game of... Well, it's not fair. I saw the picture already. Oh, God, G. Why did you cheat? I didn't cheat. I saw it already. I saw the story. Well, you don't get to play. Did you see the picture? No. Okay. Let's play a game of... Guess, Guess what, what race it is! All right. Prentice Madden, Florida veterinarian, was out here having sex with his patients, uploading videos, and having bestiality group chats. Guess what, what race, race it is! is! DJ oh, right. This is a tough one. White. You said it was a tough one, but you spit that white out without a shadow of a doubt. You know what? Because I, I see a lot of white people really love their dogs. Black people love their animals and dogs as well, but white people really get into it. I don't they know kiss if you love dogs. your dog if you have sex with it. Uh, I, I wasn't saying that was part of it. I'm just saying that <laughs> the way white people are with their dogs is, you know what? I don't know. White I think people. it would have to be lovey, don't you think? I don't know if that's love, like molesting the dog. <laughs> Okay. Something. It's something. Taking I, advantage of a dog who has no choice. That's not love. You're right. So you think it's just white. you just white without a shadow of a doubt, huh? I don't know. Were you shocked, E, when you saw the picture? Yes. Why were you shocked? Because it's a black guy. <laughs> it's a black guy? <laughs> Why? What did you expect, E? I mean, I was shocked. I, I was shocked, too. Yeah. I could not believe it's this an ordinary was ordinary looking black guy. I can't believe this is a brother. I couldn't believe it. But yes, he's a black man. Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, Envy, you were wrong. You were dead wrong. wrong. Yeah, I can't believe you stereotype people like Envy, that. Envy, do, oh, do, do you love you your dog? Do you love your dog? Talk about John Gruden. What about the racial trope <laughs> you just delivered? Now I have delivered? questions. White people love their dogs. Oh, they really, really, really love their dogs. They do. You <laughs> love yes, your dog? Yes, but I don't kiss my dog on the mouth. I just don't understand yeah, how you just equated loving your dog. By the way, with... we just talked about a man having full blown sex with the dog. Envy said, "I just don't have, I just don't kiss my dog in the mouth." <laughs> Everything else is a go for you, Envy. You shut up. Man. I'm just asking. No, man. <laughs> you skip the intimacy. You just... <laughs> <laughs> this is getting awkward and weird, man. Jesus. Oh, now it's getting awkward and weird. You did the donkey. All right. Who did the donkey? I am not Prentice Madden. I didn't do no donkeys. All okay. right. I delivered the donkey of the day. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, when we come back, let's talk about this photographer uh, that deleted some wedding photos. Now, what happened when, in this situation, Ye? So this photographer agreed to uh, shoot this wedding for a very low price, $250, right? And the person is a friend of theirs. So she agreed to do this. She's a dog groomer. She actually photographs dogs, not in compromising <gasps> positions. And she inv was invited to the wedding at first, but then the friend said, could you be the photographer? She agreed and accepted a mate rate. That's what they say, um, a rate that's for a friend, $250 to work about 10 hours. She says, I started around 11 and was supposed to finish around 7.30, and she wanted to eat around 5. She was starving. It was hot out. She didn't have any water, nothing. And so 
When she asked for food, they told her, either you're the photographer or you're not. And she said, okay, well, I'm not. And deleted all the photos and left. Wow, that's wild. All right, well, who was right in this situation? 800-585-1051, let's talk about it. Because she was hired help. She was paid to help, right? Mm -hmm. And anybody, if you got married, you've been to a wedding before, you know that those plates are very expensive. It's not a $5 meal at McDonald's. These plates can go $150 a plate, $200 a plate. And and as you can see, the family probably couldn't afford it because they, they hired a dog photographer to do a wedding photo, correct? But photographers are normally very expensive. Right, so they paid two fifty. Probably that's all they can afford, and they wanted food, and they couldn't afford probably to give a plate. So they said, oh, "Either you are a guest or a photographer." And she said, "Well, I'm not a photographer, and delete the photos. That is foul. You only get married once. You only have those wedding photos once. So you deleted all my memories from my wedding." Well, you gotta treat people like a human being. Don't ask me to work for a, a really, really, really low rate for that long, and then not even let me eat nothing. You didn't have no food set to decide for me. As all a right. photographer? Come on. But you delete all the photos that now there's no memories of my wedding? I can't get married again. Yeah, I felt a little bad about that. But, you know, you got to treat people like human beings. And you also gave an ultimatum. Eight hundred. You fi- gave that ultimatum. 800-585-1051. Let's talk about it. Who was right in this situation? It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Pull out, pull out, your, pull out your phone. Call in right now. Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club top. Break it down. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with the Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about a wedding photographer that deleted some wedding photos. What happened, Yee? Yes, this photographer was hired. And by the way, was a friend of the groom and was hired, did it as a favor, $250, a wedding that was about 10 hours worth of work. And when she wanted to get something to eat around 5 p.m., she had started at 1130 uh, they would not let her eat, and they told her either you are the photographer or you're not. And so she deleted all the photos and left. Um, so we're asking who was right in this situation. 800-585-1051. Uh, I really feel bad for the people that got married because they don't have any memories. They don't have any photos. They don't have anything that, that they can look back and be like, you know, show their kids or their family members these photos because of their relationship with the photographer. Now, the photographer got paid $250. No, she didn't. Well, she didn't. She was supposed to. But in their contract, did it say that they were supposed to feed her as well? You know, she should have had a lunch break. There's certain things that she should have been required to do if she was hired as a photographer. They probably didn't even have a contract. It was a friend, and she was doing it as a favor. Like, no photographer is going to work for 10 hours for $250. I'm sorry. So I think in respect of that, you can't expect anybody to work as a human being all day and not eat. Yeah, I mean, from a business perspective, that's the first thing I would say. Did the person negotiate the food? Correct. If you're paying a person a low rate, the least you could do is feed them, though. But from a personal perspective, this is simply why you got to treat people with respect. This is why you got to treat people nice. Because if you're a person that's even paying somebody to do a service, if you're rude to that person, that individual, what if that person says, F you, I don't want to work for you no more, in the middle of working for you? He said, be the photographer or leave without pay. She said, I'm going to leave without pay. I'm going to leave without pay and you're not getting your pictures. pictures. Simple as that. Oh, I didn't hear that part. Oh, that's even worse. You told me leave without pay. You're not going to pay me? You're definitely not getting your pictures. 
Now my, I probably wouldn't have deleted them, but I would have no. just took everything with me and then held them hostage until you paid that's, me. That's what she should have did. She should have held them pictures and said, okay, I have your pictures. I will charge you Pay this for your pictures. Exactly. Well, guess what? She can do whatever she want yeah, with the pictures. You know why? Because they were hers. Yeah, <laughs> they gave her she, ultimatum. And, you know, you can't play games like that with people. I'm not mad at her. But that's why you got to treat anybody doing you a service well. Like, you can't be paying somebody to do something for you and then be being all rude. Imagine you do that at a restaurant and then they do something to your food. Uh, you know, imagine you got a, a, a home maintenance person and they're working on your house and they don't do something right on purpose. You never know. Treat right. people with respect at all times. Goddamn right. Hello, who's this? Hey, it's Karen from Atlanta. Hey, good morning, Mama. How you feeling? I'm good, thank you. I love you guys. We love you love more. You. What's your thoughts? I, initially... He, um, Lee, he said that she was invited. Yeah, initially she was invited. Mm-hmm. So maybe the bride's team wouldn't feed the photographer, and the bride didn't know that they wouldn't allow her to eat. So I would have made the bride feel like I deleted the pictures, but I would have kept the pictures, but made her feel like I deleted yep. them. Right. I agree with that. Okay, I'm with that. All right, well, thank you, Mama. Hello, who's this? Hello. Hey, what's up, bro? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing, man? How you feeling? <laughs> why you calling Hello, him like? Why you saying that to him like you was calling him and ain't talked to him in a while? <laughs> what's up, man? How you doing? You've been avoiding me. Every day, man. I appreciate you. We appreciate you, King. Yep. Listen, what's your thought, brother? Man, I I go to work 10, 12 hours a day, man. I pack a lunch every day, man. That lady should have brought some food, brought a nutty bar, cordola bar, something. So you think the wedding photographer should have bought her own lunch and just 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 banged it out? I mean, just in case you never know what if they'd have brought, what if they'd have been, if they'd have been some, some funny people brought some brought some nasty food or something, something you ain't even want. Then you would have been screwed all together, right? So yeah. why not just pack you a lunch or pack you a, a granola bar or anything just to, you know what I'm saying? But what's interesting is that she was originally invited to the wedding and even did her food choice. Then they asked her to be a photographer. She didn't know that she no longer was going to get her food choice. Damn. Oh, wow. That's 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 tough right there. So Nutty Bars is your bar of choice, huh? <laughs> Where were you going with that, Charlamagne? Well, it don't matter. Red <laughs> hung up on. All right. 800-585-1051. Wedding photographer uh, was, supposed, was paid to take some photos at a wedding. Uh, she did not get food, and they got into a little uh, argument, and she decided, decided to just delete the pictures. Was she right or wrong? Let's talk about it. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about a photographer that was paid to take some pictures at a wedding and deleted the photos. What happened, Yee? Yeah, she was supposed to be paid $250, but when she was trying to take a break after having worked from 11 a.m. until it was 5 p.m., she was supposed to finish at 7.30. She wanted something to eat, and they would not let her eat or take a break or even go to and get some water, and they told her either you are going to be the photographer or you're just not going to get paid, and you're not. And so she just deleted all the pictures and I guess took the option of not being the photographer anymore. Wow. So we're asking 800-585-1051. Who was right in this situation? Was the photographer right for not, uh, to, for deleting the pictures because they didn't get a meal? Let's let's talk to the people. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Mimi. Hey, good morning. What's your thoughts? Okay, it was kind of wrong. So now they don't have any pictures. 
on their day. But knowing photographers, they probably had a backup. If it was me, I'd probably hold it over their head for a little bit because they should have fed her. I'm pretty sure there are people who didn't RSVP. They have extra food. I'm sure they didn't have a backup, though, because they couldn't even afford to pay a photographer. So that that's why she came in as a favor for two hundred and fifty dollars. No, I mean, um, the photographer. Like, oh, you think the photographer? Okay. And stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or at least. Well, and see, the, the thing with a wedding photographer, they can't really take time off. It's not like you could take a lunch break because everything is happening. You continuously taking pictures. But the wedding party probably couldn't afford a plate. If they probably couldn't afford a, a wedding photographer, they definitely couldn't afford a plate. That could be two fifty a plate, three hundred a plate. You know? Well, she already had first a plate all, originally, though. First of all, I'm Haitian. That's not that's not happening. They gonna eat. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna eat. Uh, yeah, but you're just really not in a position to be like, well, you're not getting paid then. You're not the photographer. You definitely didn't have that position. It's also how you speak to people. Hello, who's this? Hi, my name is Monet. Hey, Monet. Good morning. Good morning. So I just want to call and give obviously my opinion. Um, I think that the bride and the groom and the wedding party are both wrong, and I include both of them because at this point we're talking about two people becoming one. Um, I feel like they're wrong because, I mean, yes, I, I get it from both sides. At a wedding plate, it can be expensive when you're paying per guest, but at the same time, um, as Angelique said, we have to get to the point where we treat people as humans. If you, if you couldn't, you obviously value my friendship because you offered me an opportunity to come to your wedding and sit in to witness this union. But at some point, I don't know, maybe that money's high, I don't know. But, you know, you got to the point where you couldn't afford that. So now you offer me to be a photographer. You have to pay me to be a photographer. But I'm certain that the $250 that you're paying me is not the amount of money that you would have spent for a wedding for a plate. And at the same time, how many times have we gone to a wedding and everybody who says that they're going to come aren't going to come? Mm-hmm. So I'm certain that there was a plate of food that went wasted that they could have given to the photographer. Right. I'm sure you even could have talked to the staff at where the wedding was and be like, hey, do you have a little something for the photographer to eat? And they would have right. accommodated you. I'm sure they would have, yeah. All right, well, thank you. Absolutely. You tell them, Absolutely. guys, you tell them. That's right. All right. <laughs> you know, and, and shout to the, the Haitian woman that called a second ago. Uh, I haven't had griot in a long time. So if there's any Haitian restaurant in the tri-state area that has griot, please DM me because I, w- I would love some. It's oh, a, we have some in Brooklyn. Really? Mm-hmm. You better off going to somebody's house. Where am easy mom at? <laughs> Salute to Amizzi. Amizzi's uh, a brother up here who, who I don't know what Amizzi does up here, but he's a Haitian. I know his mom got some good grill. I don't know what Amizzi does. What does Amizzi do? Amizzi does a little bit of everything. He's a personality, he's a producer, he runs boards, he does a little bit of everything. There's a restaurant called Grand Champs in Brooklyn, so that's they a Haitian grill? restaurant. Mm-hmm. All right, I need some grill. Shout out to uh, Mr. and Mrs. Taibul. Ty they used to make grill for me. Now, what's the moral of the story? I don't know. It sounded to me like the moral of the story is treat people with respect. Like, I don't know why people be forgetting the golden rule. Kindergarten, man. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. You know you wouldn't want to eat, so feed the next person. Yeah, you're right. All right. Well, we got rumors on the way. Yes, and let's talk about Meek Mill. A lot of things going on with him in the news, but we'll talk about his first week numbers. And then we'll talk about um, uh, Gilly and Wallow talking to Wack on their podcast on Million Dollars Worth of Game. And we'll talk about academics and what he has to say about Meek Mill. All right, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. 
All right. Well, get ready for that Silk Sonic album. I'm excited for this. Now, Anderson Pack on Friday gave a gift to everybody to let them know. Album drops November 12th. Now, spam the comments with happy birthday wishes to my brother at Bruno Mars. So happy birthday to Bruno Mars, and let's get ready for that Silk Sonic album. I can't wait for it. I think it's going to be dope. Mm-hmm. People always talk about, oh, is there any music that sounds like this? And I kind of feel like Silk Sonic is going to give you that nostalgic type of... It does, man. It does. The video is dope. The last video was dope. I can't wait for that album. All right. Now, Taraji was on The Real last week, and again, she referenced what she was talking about a few months ago. And she was talking about her $150,000 paycheck that she got for the Benjamin Button movie she did. She said that check turned into a deposit of less than $50,000 when it all rounded out. So here she is breaking it down. When you start making that kind of money, Uncle Sam takes 50%. Mm. So that leaves me with 75 now, right? Then... I have to pay another 30% to my team who did all the work to get me that job. So I don't pay them 30% of the 75. I pay them um, 30% of the 150 that comes out of my 75. Mm -hmm. So you have 12 months in a year to make your money, right? If you do a film for five months, that takes you off the market for anything else to earn, any other kind of coin, until you're done with that show. That's right. That's why I don't understand why people announce numbers. It looks good. But the reality is the, that person is not walking away with that 100 million or 200 million or whatever no. it is. Don't no. get me wrong; they're getting a, they're walking away with some good money. Yeah. But they're not walking away with that 200 million. So why even put that target on your back to have people think you were just walking around with 200 million? Then when your homeboys or your family or somebody wonder why you ain't breaking them off, it's because I can't afford to. <laughs> I and, still got to live my life. In addition to that, she also t- she also had to pay for her son's school. His tuition was thirty thousand dollars. She got to live. Mm-hmm. So she said, I chose his education over fancy cars and all those things. So basically, she worked to pay his tuition for those five months. But that's what I mean when I say the person still has to live their life. They still got a life. They got kids and they got a life. They can't be taking care of people. I'm glad she broke that down, even though people still not going to care because we still got 50000 That's more than I got. All right. Well, Jeannie Mai started IVF treatments the day that she got married to Jeezy. She's discussing that on her YouTube channel. She said the very day of our wedding, March 27th, we started our in vitro shots. And she said they went for about two weeks uh, doing the shots and preparing for it. And then she said after going to a routine checkup, they were told that they had conceived naturally. So they said, stop taking your shots. You're pregnant. You guys got pregnant on your own. We got pregnant a week after the wedding. So congratulations to them and to her for uh, discussing how it all went down. Congrats to them. Right. Mix the Jeezy with the Genie. You get a young Jeezy. All right, now let's discuss Meek Mill, his numbers for his first week um, album sales for his fifth studio album, Expensive Pain, finished third with 95,000 equivalent album units. They said 10,000 of those were album sales, while 82,000 were made up of streaming units. Now, a lot of things have happened since then. A million dollars worth of game. Gilly and Walla were talking to WAC 100, and they were talking to him about Meek Mill because WAC doesn't like Meek Mill, but Gilly and Wallow are cool with Meek Mill, so they spent some time arguing over things. Philly. Philly may fight amongst each other, but they're going to stick together. Mm Mm-hmm. And so here is some of what uh, happened on Million Dollars Worth of Game. I don't agree with what Wack is putting out there as far as uh, he's saying that this guy is a... uh, What was you saying he was? He's a civilian. A civilian don't pay $10,000 to shoot at Are you sure? A dude out the building daughter may be in a situation and he's a suit and tie guy and you ain't no f-ing suit and tie guy and paying nobody so- no f-ing money to do no dumb are you out and your mind? and he's not out here promoting no street like they're street motherfuckers. 
Right. At the end of the day, I you, thought you, you went to the penitentiary. Listen, I went to the penitentiary. You went to the penitentiary. You don't see me co-signing no snitching. Is that the penitentiary convict? No, anybody in the convict. That's my Something point. That, you just answered my question. No, no, but that did with. There, they're talking about Takashi Six Nine, right? In that situation. Mm-hmm. Now here, they are talking about Meek Mill. You and Meek Mills, y'all straight? Definitely not. We gotta get out. No, y'all. No, you ain't getting the fuck out. You talking about get I'll down? I get out with all three of y'all. No, you not. No, the fuck you won't. You mean get down, nigga? You mean get down? Ain't nobody worried about you, my little homie over there. Hey, worry about the homies. I ain't worried about you. Listen, I ain't worried about you. Like the ass. Got it. You cool with me? Is that a nap? This audio. I will be working out the day to uh, the Million Dollars Worth of Game <laughs> podcast. Listening to Gilly, Wallow, and Wax. You kind of need to hear okay. it without the... Uh, Great audio. <laughs> without the Wax. moving out of it. <laughs> I will be listening to Gilly, Wallow, and Wax today. All right? Ooh. <laughs> it was amazing that they even invited him up there and that he went. That's just... Hey, though, you got to admit, man, some people just entertain it when they speak. You know yeah. what I mean? Whether you agree with it or you don't agree with it. And those three are absolutely positively entertaining when they speak. So I have to listen to that combination yeah, in full. Too. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Shout to Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. Let's go. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. According to a survey, over two-thirds of Americans are planning to travel this summer. This means that airlines, restaurants, and more have been ramping up their hiring. Who do they turn to? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds qualified candidates for your job, and you can easily invite your top choices to apply. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash breakfast. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Again, I want to shout out to everybody that went out to Hampton University's uh Homecoming, I had a, a great time. Shout to Pepsi, shout to Nissan, shout to all the alumni and students. We had a really wonderful time out there. So shout to Hampton University. And then I went to Dallas. We had like the uh, every year we do the pregame, the Dallas versus New York pregame, and it's 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 always fun. It's Dallas versus New York. And How'd since that I've been, go? since I've been doing it, New York has never won. Come to think of it. I should tell you something. All that partying for nothing. Y'all did a whole pre party just to get y'all ass busted yesterday by my Dallas Cowboys. Bust it. But they definitely busted it wide open. Yo, shut up, 44 man. to 20. Y'all was popping that little giant poom poom for some cowboy goons yesterday. You heard me? My goodness. Tell them about the health expo, man, and, and how everything went, man. A lot of people said they had a great time. Mental Wealth Expo was amazing. You know, Mental Wealth Expo was yesterday, my first one from uh, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. to Marriott Marquis Times Square in New York City. And, you know, it was just a day of mental health education and healing. And, you know, what was so interesting, like I sat in and, you know, to watch every panel just because, you know, there's so many people that inspired me who spoke yesterday. And um, yeah, I got to the root of like one of my one of my inner child wounds. It finally dawned on me, you know, why I react to uh, a certain thing a certain way. So yeah, it was a great event. Salute to everybody who came out there and, you know, got 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 took advantage of those resources that we were providing for people and, you know, can't wait to do it again, man. Can't wait to do it again. All right. And shout out to Brooklyn. My coffee shop opens this Friday. So make sure y'all uh, support Coffee Uplist people. You can also order it online. I'm really excited. It's a big week. I'm spending like the next couple of weeks just being here to make sure I'm handling my businesses in Brooklyn. Juices for life and Coffee Uplifts people. Dope. All right. Well, I'm in town this weekend, so I'm going to come check it out. And happy birthday to Cardi B. Today is her birthday. What's that? Uh, Libra, right? 
Libra. Yep, she's a Libra. Yeah, she's a Libra. Like my mom, my brother, my best friend. Like my two daughters. I got two daughters that are Libras. All right. Well, happy birthday, my Cardi. Youngest, both my youngest are Libras. Happy birthday, Cardi B. All right. When we come back, positive notice to Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, Charlemagne, you got a positive note? Oh, I do, but I want to thank everybody for watching um, The God's Honest Truth this past Friday, man. Uh, salute the world star. You know, we did our mental health episode called Keep That Same Energy. And uh, I, I sent my man Chico Bean to uh, Farmington, Michigan to go check out Inception. Salute to David McCullough at Inception. Icewear Vezel joined him, man, and it was just a real powerful conversation. You know, watching those two brothers, you know, take the first steps on their healing journey. It's actually... um. World, it's up on World Star, but it's also up on the See the Show YouTube page, C T H A S H O W. So go check that out, man. Just thank you to everybody that watched it. Make sure you check out the God's Honest podcast because the episode that aired Friday on Comedy Central goes up on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network on Monday morning. So it's up right now. So if you missed it, you know, uh, visually, you can listen to it on the podcast, available everywhere you subscribe to podcasts now. As a matter of fact, let's throw to a little bit of it. Now, before we even get started, what is Inception? Well, Inception is a mental health gym. You know how you go to the traditional gym to work out? Well, here we work inward. Absolutely. Because, like, black men, we need to have more knowledge about ways to be able to cope with pain. You know what I'm saying? In my reading of the DSM, I see that a lot of those mental disorders don't apply to black people. And I don't think we have a lot of people represented in those rooms. Yeah, because a lot of our issues was not a disorder like there's something wrong with you. Because your body did everything to protect you and to keep you safe. As a man, let's be the first to start addressing them issues and making that cool. Let's make normal being normal again. All the way, man. I'm with So what made you even comfortable with coming doing this today? I need to try to figure out how to find a peace of mind. You get what I'm saying? Am I really happy? You ever ask yourself that? Like, All the time. Like, am I really happy? Like, how do I know I'm happy? And then it's like, it's so much pressure when you the person that everybody come to. And when you the person that pour into everybody, who pours into you? Now, the positive note is simply this. And it's really simple. It's time to level up and be your very best self. Stop playing. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?